I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just feel like poker is something I should probably know about, but I'll never get around to knowing. I just don't care, Sine. I mean... So complicated. There's Go Fish. Mm-hmm. There's Snap. Yep. There's Patience slash Solitaire. There's the memory game. Blackjack. Don't really know how to play that, but that's fine. I don't know all the rules with the tapping and everything, you know, and you've got to put two fingers for this and then one finger for that and you've got to give a little you... winky nod and then I don't know what what you're asking for. I know, you're calling, there's a pot, there's sometimes the dealer has cards and, like, you can use them if you want to. How are you just supposed to know every combination of card? I don't know. They're bloody robots, aren't they? Maybe the part of my brain that's reserved for song lyrics in their brain is reserved for poker and they actually don't know all the words to Lord's latest album, you know? And you do, and that's fine. And that's we've all got our strengths, don't we? <laughs> Greetings, this is I Only Like You. If I was Aaron Sorkin, I would have some sort of snappy opening there. Quick, quick, let's do it. Let's do it. Quick. What did you say? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is I Only Like You, a film review podcast that I do with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. See, I said hello. It's like a callback to what you said earlier in the dialogue, but it also bookmarks it. Bookend. (laughs) Uh, this week we've seen Molly's Game, the directorial debut of Aaron Sorkin, which he has uh, written as well, based off Molly's Game, Molly's actual book. Mm. Well, Molly's Game. Molly. <laughs> and based off a true story, lots of true story films get made around Oscar season, and it's really good. Right? Yeah, I think so. We're a bit bamboozled by Aaron Sorkin's dialogue for two hours, two and a half hours, let's be honest. Here's the thing. The more I watch of Aaron Sorkin, Mm. the more I've done a full 360. Yeah. And I'm not at the 360 point. I'm at the 270. Mm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we like you. Yeah. Because um, it's pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the star of the circle? You love him. Yeah. And you've slowly been like, not so sure. And now you're like, this is shit. But I'm I'm hopeful for the future. There will be a turnaround and I'll realise he's the genius that I always knew he once was. (laughs) I'm I'm sure he's waiting for your approval. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Is it a bit much for you It's a bit much for me at the moment. We're also watching The Newsroom, season one. Which we'd seen a little bit of and now we've gotten back back uh... into it. He just, he's so schmaltzy sometimes. Potentially schmaltzy, yeah. And also, I don't like where 
oh, we're having a conversation about the last time we showered. And then it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then she's walked down the corridor and now they're in. And then he's like, you haven't showered yet, have you? No. <laughs> and it's always like this little witty thing that the characters are like so intelligent. They know exactly the right thing to say at every point. And even if they don't, it's kind of witty. And even if they don't, it's like, oh, a bit awkward. And then, haha, the scene's over. I don't know. It's exhausting. It is exhausting to do, I imagine, and also to watch. Yeah. See, I'm okay with it because... You've done your 360, though. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> I've seen The West Wing. I've seen most of his movies, but not everything he's ever done. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like you know what you're going into yeah, with Aaron Sorkin. I know. It's his own sort of world. Yeah. And if you can put aside the fact that every single person is a genius and can be witty... A wordsmith. Yeah. And is so unrealistic in their dialogue. Yeah. It's kind of like... And aren't real people. You have to suspend your disbelief to, oh, yeah. spaceships can fly and this person's a Jedi or whatever. This one, you can kind of be like, this is what we're doing, you know. Look, I guess so. It's, and, you know, if you want to compare it to other people, it's like not every single person gets involved with crime like they do in Hitchcock films, but we don't use that as a criticism. But, you know, I I, I totally see where people are coming from when they think that Sorkin's dialogue is a bit much and he's... His storytelling can sometimes border on the schmaltzy, especially in the newsroom, it seems. Was Molly's getting that schmaltzy, though? I don't know. No, it, it was, wasn't. It was okay. In its defence. I felt the movie was a bit long, probably. Mm. I feel like it ran out of ticker about halfway through, but then it got back towards the end. Um, can I say something? Yeah. I didn't understand about 90% of the poker scenes in the film, right? <laughs> I loved the graphics. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yep, on board. Mm. Yep, cool. Yeah. And then I think I needed lots more of those mm. because she's going on about he's got the house and then they're full and now it's a royal thing and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, look out. Oh, he's put this one up. Oh, yeah, mm. worrying. And then she's like, Every time I got heard a term I didn't know, I Googled it. But I'm not going to tell what you, you <laughs> the audience, what that means. You're just going to have to figure that out. I see where you're coming from there. I might posit, though, that it didn't really matter because you still understood the story overall. Did I? Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. What was Chris O'Dowd doing? He was being an American. He which was. I, I can never I, deal. Me either. I, I just can can't deal. handle it. <laughs> I can't. Because he's got such a beautiful voice. He has such a beautiful accent. Yeah. What have you seen him recently with a lovely beard as well? And a fisherman's hat. What was that in? <laughs> what are you talking about? He pops up some strange faces though, doesn't he? He does. Um, yeah, for this one, I can't remember. He was, he was like involved in the mob, wasn't he? That's right, and yeah. She, he wanted her to get involved with them. Oh, and I don't she, know. She blew them off and so they beat her up. That was an intense sequence, wasn't it? The beating up sequence. Sure was. Anyway, my point is that I, I probably need a little bit more help to understand the pokery bits. Do you reckon it was a bit like the big short where they yes. ma made it so confusing? Yes. Oh, my God. Nothing has been more accurate in the whole entire world than that description. Yes, it is exactly that. It's exactly that. You're like, yeah, some people are doing some Wall Street stuff. Cool. Okay. Steve Carell's there. Who knows? We're doing it. 100%. Can I just say that Jessica Chastain is a goddess. She is the most beautiful woman to have ever graced this earth. 
We do not deserve her and her perfect bone structure. However, what was with the unblended eyeshadow? They were going heavy on the eyeshadow, weren't they? And there was no blending. Get a little MAC 207 brush in there. Sort your right out. Yep. Did I do it? See, did I do then what this did to me with poker? Hey? <laughs> you did. Full circle. I'm on top again. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate her in this film, but also her public campaigning advocacy for Me Too at the moment. So, way She's to just go. super cool. She could be sitting back and, you know, being a multimillionaire actress, but she's actually out there fighting the good fight. Good work. I Speaking of the Chris O'Dowd bits in the movie, I feel like once she left California, it sort of fell away a little bit, don't you? Maybe that's just true to life as well. It was less exciting, I felt like. When did she leave California? Oh, when she had to go in the hotel, start the one in the hotel. When she started the one in her own place in New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Sarah wasn't in the film anymore, which is always, I think he might be one of my favourite actors. He's, He's so... never bad, is he? I haven't seen a bad performance of his. Like, even if the thing around him is not great, he's still good. He's great, yeah. I knew that this was a true story based on her book. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was, like, a true story about there were real people, real actors that we know and everything yeah. involved in this. Yeah, which Michael Sarah is the sort of composite character of. Yes. Yeah. That was interesting reading that, but we won't name who they are because we don't want to get sued. We don't have we have no money. <laughs> no one is sue us. No, they wouldn't sue us. Guys, it's supposed to be Ben Affleck. <laughs> Amongst others, yeah. Pretty cool. Speaking of perfect human beings, yeah. Idris Elba? Oh. Anyone? Oh. Isn't it a shame that we as a society on the world haven't found him a franchise yet. Ooh, okay. Like we've tried a few times with like Dark Tower, and he's been like a, a bit player in the Marvel universe. But here's my thing. Yeah. Idris Elba is too good for us all, and we don't deserve him. And I feel like it would be an insult to find a petty little franchise that he can run. He's too great for that. He will usurp Morgan Freeman and play God one day. And that's fine. I am here for it. Only if Jessica Chastain is busy. Uh, <laughs> yes. The thing is, I really liked this film. Yeah. I really, really did. It was like sleek and sexy and mm -hmm. smart. It's fun to and watch. like fun and everything. It did go a bit long. But like I'm, I'm kind of left at the end feeling like... Oh. Okay. That was it. That kind of. happened. Yeah. Cool. So it was like the journey was fun, but like you're not really sure about the what if, or the, the why, the, so what question at yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Costner was all right, but like I didn't really like the shoehorned psychology mm. thing in. I'm not sure that worked. I liked that scene though. It was, it was well a great done scene. scene. It was a well done scene. The one at the in ice skating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I would rewatch this. And I would probably purchase this. But I so, don't know why. Why are you not? <laughs> do you need to watch it again to realise? I don't know. Yeah. Something wasn't there for me. Hmm. And I think it's probably whatever I was going through at the time with the dialogue thing. Fair enough. I'd... It's Aaron Sorkin though, isn't it? Like, if you're yeah. going to have him do a film, it's going to be like this, for better or worse. And sometimes 
it's worse, but usually mm. it turns out for the best. I liked that it didn't really shy away from showing her as a drug addict and, you mm -hmm. know, I don't think it painted her as a wonderful person. And I like that, that she wasn't uh, yeah, well, she, idolized. Because she was profiting off the unhappiness of other people. Yeah. Which is what all gambling people do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I guess her opinion would be, these people know what they're getting into. They've got the money. Yeah. But, you know, that's what everyone says, don't they, when they're involved in gambling? I mean... You're not forcing them to, but if they've got a sickness, which is what gambling is usually. But then she, you know, let people pay off their debt and stuff. She didn't... Yeah. You know how she kept... She tried to convince them not to get another 50000 or whatever, and they're like, yeah. no, no, I'll do it. And then she's like, why can't you pay me back? And then and I mean, it's like, okay. She's like, if they're going to waste their money, they may as well... Give it to me, like yeah. You know. She's a savvy lady, Molly Bloom. Yeah, real Molly Bloom. Yeah. Similar to I Tonya, this film made me want to research the real person. I really want to read her book and like mm. figure out more about that because I think there was lots of stuff that was left out in regards to the FBI stuff and like mm. what information she gave and what information everyone else gave and how much she knew. Yeah. It was interesting though that. They were going after her because she was semi-famous or new famous people as opposed to the real criminals who they wanted. Oh, yeah, the mob boss. They yeah. didn't do anything with that, did they? Which, that could have been an invention by the writers, but it could have also been... I wouldn't be surprised that happened in real life as well. Yeah. I think part of it... We're about to record a podcast for the new Fifty Shades, and I'm probably going to repeat myself in there, but... There's only so much I can care about rich white people's problems. Yeah. And this film, I don't know if it's fully there, but it veers towards that direction a couple of times. Yeah, because, like, all her problems are kind of self-made. Yeah. Like, mm, That's what I mean. It's not quite there, but it's, it's sort of there. Approaching that, yeah. Yeah. I did like that it had some really strong female casting. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I've seen some people talk about how this is, like, you know, Sorkin's first female-driven um, series or show. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, kind of. She's the main character and whatever, but it's not like his films are totally male or his film and TV output has been totally male-driven. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in the newsroom, Will's the main character, but there are plenty of strong female or well-written female characters in there. I guess so, yeah. And certainly... The West Wing, I know you haven't seen The West Wing, but it's kind of male-dominated, but not like he's never written a cool female character before is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Well, I guess this is the first instance where she's led the charge. Yeah, and that, and that, I'm that's totally fine, but it's not a surprise to know that he can write a woman, you know. Yeah, I guess not. Maybe he just wrote her as a person. Oh, yeah. that's why it worked. But it's still important that, yeah, yeah. that she's there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's not... Yeah, he's good. I'm on your side, that was saying. Well, you, you said you were 270, so I'm just checking. <laughs> Okay, so you probably need to see it again, and so do I, to be honest. Mm. And that's okay. I think it was Stanley Kubrick who said that there's nothing wrong with seeing films more than once. You don't look at a painting once. You don't look listen to a song once. You can go see a movie mm. more than once. Fair enough. So I liked it. I'll probably give it four out of five. But I'm with you. I think there's something there. I'm not sure if it's me. Not sure if it's the movie. 
but something there I want to work out why I'm not shouting from the rooftops from this movie, which yeah. has all the elements of something that I normally would be. Hit it on the head there. That's exactly what I was trying to say. I would give it... Hmm. 3.75. Here's the reasoning. No, here's the reasoning. I feel like four's a little bit too much to give to a movie that I'm not 100% on board with, and also I think 3.5's a bit low because it is really good. 3.75 slides right in the middle there. Sure does. <laughs> I'm not just having a weird number just for the sake of it. It's just who I your, am. Your reasoning is sound. I, thanks. You know what I would have loved? What? A pet. She could have had a dog, cat, budgie. A fish. In a fishbowl. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast, you might like our other podcasts. You may. Well, probably not, but... Look, here, let's give the listeners a quick recommendation. One moment. Of, of a podcast they'd like. Are you just going to randomly pick one out of the book? No, no, no. I'm going to find one similar okay. to Molly's game so yeah. that we can direct them. And we'll cut out all this waiting time so you won't... It'll For you, it'll be happening right now. But for us, it's... Just a moment. You know what they'll love? You know what they'll love? They'll love. I need something sleek, babe. Something sleek. Something sleek. Something sleek. All the sexes. No. You know what? Battle of the Sexes is the best I got for you as a recommendation. I don't know. That's all I've got in my book here. Just do a scroll. It'd be really fun to like write all the pods that we've done, stick them in a hat, and then like pick them out like that. Why not? Create a game. If you're creating that game, I mean, <laughs> don't do that. Just be a quick little goodbye. Sorry, okay. Turned into tough pod. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.